good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on when you're listening to today's edition of The Dom Trap. I'm your host, your producer, your editor, your curator, all of the above, the director, so forth, um, Dominique Gary. If I had some applause, I would definitely <laughs> include it right here as I'm speaking right now, but it's a pleasure to be here for you all, all of my listeners, um, all seven of y'all. I see y'all right now, but... um. Just um, really wanted to get a proper introduction to this whole thing. Um, a buddy of mine by the name of Greg really just pushed me to start this whole thing because he knows how passionate I am about certain projects and how I feel about a lot of um, a lot of media that's out right now. And he just felt that I should pretty much take all of my emotions and instead of talking to him on the phone about it, to actually put it towards something productive such as a podcast. So here we are. Um, First order of business, I do want to start with some movies, or some films, I should say. The first being The Good Liar, which is one that I saw on Friday night at about 7.20 was the starting time. The movie didn't start until 7.44 because there were a ton of previews, but um, really enjoyable film. Uh, If I had to give it a rating, I would give it an 8 out of 10, 4 out of 5, a B minus, depending on how you want to splice that up. But it's definitely a movie that's not for the weak, I guess you could say. The movie is rated R, so take with that as you will. Um, It's definitely not going to be for everybody. But if you are a fan of suspense and some thrillers and maybe an action-adventure type of fan, then it'll definitely be for you. If not, um, steer clear just because this movie does have some action-adventure scenes. Towards the end, I will say that the first half and the last half are totally different movies, I guess you could say. Um, really didn't see a lot of the twists and turns happening the way that they did. But I'm glad they happened just because too much of the same thing can really get annoying. So um, definitely check it out whenever you get the time. It does star Helen Mirren as well as Ian McKellen. And Helen Mirren character, her name goes by, well, she goes by the name of Betty and Ian McKellen's character, he goes by the name of Roy. Although we do find out that both characters are not exactly who they say they are. And um, things take quite a turn for the better and for the worse. Uh, better for the movie, but the worse for some of the characters. But um, it's definitely, um, well, a short premise would be two characters... Helen Mirren and Ian McKellen, they find each other online through an online dating service, and they um, they end up meeting up, and they end up pretty much talking about the cliches of the whole dating service aspect and meeting each other online, and they kind of point out that they could either they could really be lying to each other, and no one would really even know, but. That's really besides their point because they actually end up dating, I guess you could say. Um, just the way that he just kind of moves into her life and the way that she kind of fits in. It's its really touching. <laughs> um, I almost had to think about what kind of movie I was watching just because it seemed like um, kind of like a lovey-dovey love story at first. But like I said, this... Uh, Definitely not that once the movie continues, but they end up going on a few dates and 
after the first date, actually, uh, when they first meet, her grandson, who goes by the name of Steven, is outside. And um, he really isn't the biggest fan of Roy. He um, <laughs> is kind of a kind of a jerk to him and kind of treats him in a rude way. And like he just he just doesn't like Roy. He doesn't have a good feeling about him at all. And um, it's definitely something to watch. Um, it is directed by Bill Condon, who I haven't, I don't think I've seen many of his movies. Um, well, scratch that. I have seen some of his movies. He actually directed Dreamgirls, which I had no idea about. He also directed The Twilight Saga, Break of Dawn, Part 1 and 2, if that says anything. Um, television shows, I'm just looking at them now and nothing that really kind of screams at me. But um, he also was a writer for The Greatest Showman, which I had no idea about. And he also directed Beauty and the Beast. So I guess I got to give the man his props because uh, I guess once again, I said I didn't really expect to like the movie going into it. But pretty surprising that he directed and wrote some things that I've seen. And he um, kind of did the darn thing here. Um, but um I'm going to learn to stop saying I'm so much. I apologize for all my listeners, but it's definitely a film that you should watch. If, like I said, if you're a fan of thrillers, you're a fan of suspense, um, give it a, give it a watch. Just give it a watch. Um, I did see Zombieland 2 as of recent, but I didn't really get to enjoy it the way I really wanted to. So I may have to go back and see that again, just because, um, I want to enjoy that movie just because I enjoyed the first one a lot. So I feel like that's something that I kind of owe to myself to watch that one and um, really just give it a chance and uh, let it be great, as you could say. But um, I also want to go and see Dr. Sleep sometime this week. So be checking out for my somewhat review of that. Um, I did see the original movie or the first movie, The Shining, uh, which was... Great, in my opinion. Stanley Kubrick really did good, and it's kind of hilarious how Stephen King doesn't really care for the movie. But um, it's definitely a good watch if you're a fan of horror movies. It's not one of my favorites, I can say that, but it's a good movie. I did see it kind of late in my life, so I didn't really get to appreciate it if as if I would have seen it when I was younger. But I am a fan of Evan McGregor, and... The whole Stephen King catalog, I guess you could say. I do give a lot of his films and television shows a chance. So I do have to find time to watch this one. Um, which more than likely be this week, as I said previously. And other movies that are out right now are Charlie's Angels. Um, I do want to see it, but then again, I don't, if that makes any sense. I am a fan of the uh, Charlie Charlie's Angels movies that came out in the early 2000s. The um, Charlie's Angels, the original, and then Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, directed by McG. Just because those movies were just so campy, and it's just something that I liked. <laughs> like when it came out on um, HBO, well, my family, we had HBO, and it was one of the movies that once it was new, they had to show it like several times just so everyone would get a chance to watch it. And I watched Full Throttle maybe at least three times a week for a month, if that says anything at all. But um, 
I may check it out sometime, but I'm not too, too thrilled about going to go and see it. Another movie that I want to go watch is Ford versus Ferrari, which is about Ford versus Ferrari, I guess you could say. I think it's about the introduction of the Ford GT and some other things and them pretty much competing with Ferrari. But it has Matt Damon and Christian Bale in it. And once you have a movie with those two, it's pretty hard to miss unless the movie is downsizing. But that's besides the point. Um, Midway is also out, which I don't think I'm going to check out. It just looks not great to me for some reason, but if I get bored, I might check it out. And Playing With Fire with John Cena and Keegan-Michael Key is another movie that's out right now. And that movie just looks, I think it's a Nickelodeon movie, and it just looks like it's just one of those super fake movies where things happen that really wouldn't happen in real life and... I just don't know if I could spend the time to actually watch that one. Um, Last Christmas is also another movie that's in theaters right now that stars Amelia Clark and Henry Golding. I do like both of these actors. Um, I do want to watch the movie, but I'm kind of skeptical about it. So that may be something that I do want to watch. I am a big fan of Christmas movies, so hopefully that one can... um, Give me my Christmas fix until the big day, which is December 25th. Terminator Dark Fate is another movie that's out right now that I have not seen. I have seen and heard good things about it, and I've seen and heard not so good things about it. So I'm definitely going to have to go into that movie with a clear mind and not really um, pay too much attention to everything because I feel like I might just look look way too deep into it and end up disappointing myself which is something that i have done in the past so that's that as far as movies that are out right now another movie that's out right now is parasite i think it had a limited release but it's still playing at a lot of places so um that might be one of my favorite movies of 2019 but i think we'll talk about that movie later just because i feel like that movie kind of needs its own segment i can't really jump jumble that in with um other movies that are out right now that aren't really that great but um as far as movies coming soon frozen 2 comes out next week on november 22nd which is something that i'm definitely looking forward to when the first frozen came out i did not see it i will admit that but i did eventually see it and i fell in love with it surprisingly but um i will be checking out frozen 2 Like I said, Frozen 1 is just one of the sleeper hits that came out to me that year, that came out that year in general. For me, I saw the merch and all the Disney toys, and I just thought that it was just going to be another overrated Disney movie, but was pleasantly surprised. So definitely going to have to check that out whenever that comes out. Another movie that comes out on November 22nd is 21 Bridges, which stars Chadwick Boseman and... I do really want to see this one because it's also directed by the Coen brothers and it's going to be one of those action adventure movies that is, it looks really enthralling. Like it's really just going to keep your attention. It also features Taylor Kish, Keith David and JK Simmons. So definitely something that I have to check out for myself. I'm really hoping that Taylor Kish does a good job of this movie because I feel like he was supposed to be the next guy. You know, I feel like he was going to be the next Hugh Jackman and he was going to be the next one to really set the whole thing off, especially with some of the roles that he was getting, such as Battleship. And he was also in 
X-Men Origins Wolverine, which is a movie that I thought was super duper campy, but I still enjoyed it nonetheless. But um, another movie that's coming out next week, and it seems like there's a lot of good movies coming out next week, so I had to figure how figure out how I'm going to watch all of these movies. But um, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood comes out, and that's the movie that stars Tom Hanks, and he's portraying Mr. Rogers. And it's it really looks good. Uh, it, it also stars Tammy Blanchett and Chris Cooper. Um, it's about the guy. I can't really remember his name. Um, Tom Junoid. Junode. I think that's how you pronounce it. Tom Junode. And he is pretty much doing a documentary on Mr. Rogers. And I know in the trailer, his wife turns over and she says, don't mess up my childhood. So it really looks like it's going to be a charming movie. Uh, it seems like everything that Tom Hanks does is charming, so really interested to see how this movie's going to be. And then the week after next, we have a couple of bangers coming out. And when I say bangers, I mean absolute bangers. Uh, we have Queen and Slim that's coming out, and that has Daniel Kaluuya and Jodie Turner-Smith. I think this is her debut role. It also stars Chloe Savini. Um, Bokeem Woodbine Flea is in the movie India Moore among others and this movie is rated R I should start by saying that but the movie is about a couple of characters that met on Tinder and um, they get pulled over and the cop actually well, he eventually pulls out a gun him and well, he and Daniel Kaluuya's character struggle over the weapon, and Daniel Kaluuya actually fires the weapon at the cop. So now he and his tender date, Jody Turner-Smith, have to live on the run. And it really looks like it's going to be one of those movies about social injustice, and it's just going to be a different take on what could happen in this situation. They do end up like cutting the hair and, I guess, try to get different identities Um both of them, and they have a few people, I guess you could say, in the underground that are trying to help them out. So I really want to see how this movie can go, how this movie's going to end. Uh, I think the whole theme of the movie is running. If you watch the trailer, you hear a lot of songs such as um, Stand Alive. Um, you hear some run DMC kind of run ad-libs in there. Um, but it really looks something that looks like something that I definitely have to check out. Um, another movie that's coming out that same week is Knives Out, which stars everyone under the sun. Um, by that, I guess I'm meaning um, Chris Evans, Daniel Craig's in it, Lakeith Stanfield, Michael Shannon, Christopher Plummer, Tony Collette, Ana de Armas, Don Johnson's in the movie, Katherine Langford, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Jaden Martell. So this cast is actually stacked. And... It really looks like a good movie. It's really a whodunit, and it's directed by Ryan Johnson, who directed one of my least favorite Star Wars films. So hopefully he can kind of redeem himself in my book with this movie just because I really want to enjoy this movie, and I've seen a lot of good things about it, and I like just about all of the actors and actresses in the movie. So well, I'll definitely be um, – Checking that out whenever it releases, more than likely on Thursday, just so I can get a chance to actually see it a little bit earlier. Um, but this month has been stacked as far as movies go, and um, 
also looking forward to next month as well because we do still have Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker that's going to be releasing. And although I am pretty skeptical about this movie, I do hope that it's going to be much better than The Last Jedi as well as Solo, A Star Wars Story because those were two movies that two of the Star Wars movies that came out the most recently, and I did not enjoy. Um, I really went into both of those movies expecting to be blown away, and that was not the case. So hopefully both of these movies, uh, all of these movies coming out soon, can be on my good side and just kind of change my thought on film as of right now because I mean, we do have a lot of movies that are shining, and then we also have movies that are just coming out just to come out, such as the Countdown um, movie that came out recently, which is the horror movie that seems like a bootleg Final Destination about these characters who get an app. They download the app willingly, and it tells them when they're going to die. And they act surprised whenever they find out, and they try to keep it from happening, but a lot of it happens anyway. So um, definitely something that you kind of have to have an acquired taste for definitely something that I'm not going to be a huge fan of. So don't expect to hear a review from me about that movie anytime soon. Um, as far as music goes though, Tory Lanez did put out his album or mixtape, I guess you could say called chicks tape five, which is something that's been highly anticipated by a lot of people. I did listen to it. I did like it, even though I still think that Tory Lane sounds like a 15-year-old singer with the way that he does his, his vocal um, inflections. Whenever he sings, he sings like he wants to be edgy, but it doesn't really work out that way. Um, good album, nonetheless. I will say that um, it's definitely something that you kind of have a, you got to have an ear for Tory Lanez to actually enjoy and so forth, but do check it out if you like Tory Lanez. Do check it out if you like 2000s music. Do check it out if you'd like to hear some of the production on that album because I will say that the production on the album is definitely a strong, port, a strong point and goes into his favor because, um, like I said, when he sings, it just sounds... It comes, it comes across as a... a 15-year-old um, a singing and crying their heart their heart out so give it a listen it does feature some artists such as Jagged Edge, Jermaine Dupree, um, T-Pain's on the album as well they do a, um, a rendition of I'm Sprung which is really good I did enjoy that one Snoop Dogg is also on the album which is a uh, surprise to me because I know that Tori does have a lot of connections but Snoop Dogg coming out to be on someone's album Kind of shocks me just a little bit, but because um, <laughs> he has so much going on as is. But he's actually on the album, and they have a song called Beauty in the Bins, and they do somewhat of a remake of Beautiful by Snoop Dogg featuring Pharrell, which it was really good, surprisingly. Um, Chris Brown's on the album as well on a song called The Take, which is a redo of the song Take You Down. Um, take with that as you will. Ludacris is on the album. The Dream is on the album. Maya's on the album. I guess I'll go ahead and finish them off since I've gotten this far. But um, as I said, Maya's on there. Mario is on there on a song called The Cry, which is basically a remake of Crying Out For You. 
um, by Mario. Trey Songs is on there. Ashanti, Lloyd, Lil Wayne, Fabulous. And to finish the album off, it's uh, Slim and Nice from 112. And a song called Room 112. So definitely an enjoyable album. It's 18 songs, and that includes skits. Uh, came about to an hour and 10 minutes. So if you are a fan of Tory Lanez, check it out. If you're a fan of 2000s R&B, check it out. Um, or hip-hop, I guess you could say as well. Check it out. It will definitely um, kind of hold you over as far as that goes. A few other albums that came out. Um, Jesse Reyes put an album out. Celine Dion, Lil Peep did, Post Humusly. Rocky Fresh, Quinn. Um, a few soundtracks, such as the ones from Ford vs. Ferrari that I mentioned earlier, as well as Queen and Slim. So... I may check those out. Um, soundtracks have been hitting kind of hard lately, so it'll definitely I definitely listen to the one uh, for Queen and Slim just because it has a lot of artists that I enjoy. I'm looking at the track listing now, and I see Vince Staples, I see Black, uh, Mariba, Earth Gang, Lil Baby's on here, Lauren Hill, Burner Boy's on here, which is another artist that I really enjoy. Bilal and Raphael Sadiq, Meg the Stallions on here. So I definitely give this one a listen. This 11 songs comes out to be 44 minutes, and I will let you know how that is once I listen to it. Harry Styles also put out an album that I may listen to. Um, I'm not too, too sure yet, but well, I think he just put out some singles. Either way, I may listen to it, may not. Um, I did listen to Dave East's album, and I did think that it went pretty well. Um, for me not to be the greatest fan of Dave East, I did enjoy a lot of the tracks on there. I did enjoy the production. I did enjoy the samples on the album. And hopefully he can keep it up and just keep progressing. Um, he's definitely an artist that I wasn't really too, too hyped to actually listen to for the duration of the album. But um, I enjoyed it. I can say that I enjoyed it. Um, as far as news goes right now, um, Disney Plus did come out this week. I am enjoying Disney Plus so far just because it makes me feel like a child again just seeing a lot of even just the thumbnails of everything such as even Stevens and Lizzie McGuire and the Proud Family movies on there but not the show. So hopefully they can get the show on there. Hopefully they can get a few other shows that are missing such as Lloyd in Space on there because I was really a big fan of Lloyd in Space. So... Hopefully they can figure those out and get those on the um, on the platform and kind of kick Netflix's butt. I did see that Netflix is going to be acquiring Nickelodeon, or they're pretty much going to be best friends again after <laughs> they were friends a long time ago, and then Nickelodeon pulled back. So hopefully we get some some big giants out of the streaming awards. It's really going to be interesting to watch and see who gets who and who does what with what. And um, it's just funny to see how Netflix is their highest plan. It's getting closer and closer to 20 bucks a month. And Disney Plus is only $6.99 a month. But if you do have Verizon, you will get a free year. So if you're listening and you think that that might be something that you want to check out, just keep in mind that if you have Verizon, you can get Disney Plus for one year for free. So there's that. We do have another giant that has yet to come out. He comes out next May, I believe, May of 2020, and that is HBO Max. 
and that thing looks like it's going to be a monster. And just the fact that HBO has all of their own originals, and then on top of that, they're going to have their movies and even more things coming out for the program. And they're also going to have Cartoon Network, I believe, which me growing up, I was more of a Cartoon Network kid. So I'll definitely be checking out HBO Max whenever it releases in May. Apple TV Plus did also come out recently. That is something that I have yet to check out just because the originals just seem really lackluster. I didn't watch the trailer for the morning show that's on there, which has Steve Carell and Jennifer Aniston. I just don't know if it's something that I can really get into. But I may check it out in the future. Another show that's on Apple TV Plus is called C, which has Jason Momoa, who's actually been killing it for the past few years of his career. So I want these shows to do well and be good. Because it's Apple, I guess I'm being a little bit biased. I am a um, an Apple sheep, as you can say. But hopefully, um, they just kind of find their way into this whole streaming mess also. But I am not too, too excited about seeing either one of these shows. But if they finish up and if I hear a lot of good things about it, i definitely check them out and let you guys know how I feel about them as a whole. As far as TV shows go, I did watch Atypical on Netflix. Season 3 is out now, so if you haven't watched that show, please check it out. It's about an autistic kid, and basically it's it's a coming-of-age story about him finding his place in the world, and he's going to college now, and this is all after he basically fell in love with his um, therapist, I guess you could say, and um, definitely a good watch. Uh, The actors are really good in it. I'm not the hugest fan of Michael Rappaport, but he is kind of, um, he's really toned down in this, uh, in this show. He's the dad character, so he has to, um, he kind of has to be, but definitely check it out whenever you get the chance, just because I really like it. I want there to be more seasons. I feel like it's a show that shouldn't be canceled after three seasons. This season kind of leaves off on a cliffhanger, but what kind of season doesn't leave off on the cliffhanger unless it's the series finale but check out atypical in your free time when you get the chance another show that i finished recently was the end of the effing world on netflix if you are a fan of suspense if you are a fan of more of the more edgy tv shows If you like HBO shows that are kind of edgy, you will like this show also. Um, It's about two characters. They're both 17, I want to say. One character goes by the name of James, and the other character goes by the name of Alyssa. And they're both in high school together. Um, James is a psychopath. He kills animals just to kill animals. He has a relationship with his father, but his mother not so much. She... um, actually committed suicide when he was younger so he kind of grew up in a fractured household and Alyssa, on the other hand her dad isn't in her life although he does send her birthday cards every year and her mother is the one that's in her life but her mother has a boyfriend who's not really the best of people and she just kind of wants to find her way out and not deal with either one of the two so She meets James at school. She walks up to him and tells him that she's seen him skate. And he just looks at her. 
And she basically said, well, your skating is trash. And he tells her to F off. But um, they eventually get into a relationship. And James's motive is he wants to kill bigger prey. So he wants to move from animals to killing an actual human. And he wants Alyssa to be his first subject. So he gets into a quote-unquote relationship with Alyssa to try to find the most opportune time to kill her. And it's just hilarious how she's looking for love out of this whole thing. But he, on the other hand is really just looking for someone to kill. And they they make out and he just kind of just thinks like, okay, now I'm now it's going to be the time, now it's going to be the chance. They sit on the couch together. Well, he wants her to sit on the couch with him, but she really doesn't make it on time where she said that she was going to make it on time. And he actually puts the knife under the pillow and is kind of waiting on her. But um, she eventually arrives at his house. She... Um, gets the clever idea to steal his dad's car, and James actually punches his dad in the face, steals the car, they try to do some things in the car, they crash the car, and basically run away together. And just the way the story progresses from there is really what caught my attention, because I really didn't see it going in this way. They develop an actual relationship, things happen, a murder happens, the police get involved, and by the time the season ends, I was just ready for more. I didn't really know where this was going to go. So <clears throat> fast forward to 2019, the second season is released. And the way that they continue the story is superb. I was still immersed in the story. Just the fact that the whole thing takes place in London is also great because London's not like here. I mean, for example, they drive on the wrong, the wrong side of the road. <laughs> That's one thing. And if, I'd say just watch it. Just give it a chance at least. If, Like I said, it's not for the weak-hearted. It's not for people that are really soft. But um, if you're more of the tough watcher, you like to see things that are kind of dirty, do check this one out. If I had to rate both seasons as a whole, I'd give it an 8.5 out of 10. I am being very generous with my scores because I have been told that if there's something I don't like, I do bring attention to it. But with the shows that I've mentioned, they do have their negatives, of course, but the overall story just kind of makes you overlook both uh, for, well, for both shows, and you basically just um, figure out your own opinion. So... Do with that as you will. Watch those shows. Check them out. Give Netflix another chance. They are trying at least. At least until they get Nickelodeon. And then just watch Hey Arnold and Rocket Power. And As Told by Ginger. And Angry Beavers. And Kablam. And so forth. And Rugrats of course. Which is one of the strongest cartoons that came out in the 90's I shall say. Um even though it really wasn't messing with a lot of shows that was on Cartoon Network. But that's besides the point. If you have any questions or concerns about the podcast in general, really just um, add me on my socials. I am making, well, I have made a Twitter page. So follow me at The Dom Trap. Um, I also have a Gmail account made for the podcast, which is thedomtrap at gmail.com. I do plan on making a Facebook page for the podcast, and I also want to make a Patreon, so if you'd like to donate anything, you could do that there to increase the quality. Um, I'm not asking for any handouts, but it's just if that's something that you'd be interested in doing and checking out, just 
you have the option to do so. So check me out there. Um, I may start a Discord. That may be something that I um, actually do. I haven't really stepped into the world of Discord, but this may actually be the chance to. Um, I don't want to just make this a podcast. I like to venture out and do other things at the same time. I just don't. I don't want to limit myself. I guess you could say. I'd rather have multiple things going on than just one thing. So, um, it may even be a channel that focuses a lot on video games. Eventually, it could be something that just focuses a lot on film, a lot on television. We'll get it figured out. I just really want to see what people rather hear me speak about and hear me talk about the uh, format in which people would like to hear me say and uh, project my feelings about things. So, like I said, if you have anything, any um, concerns, any suggestions for me, please reach out to me. Let me know on the socials that I'll be putting out. I may put this on SoundCloud as well so it can be online be listened to i like to get to the point to where i can have this also on like apple Podcasts and spotify just so you can get a chance i want to um improve this thing to where i can also have some call-in guests some actual some actual guests some friends of the show actually come on and speak to me or speak with me about some things and really just find more ways to provide content to you all so if you enjoyed this podcast, even though it's the first official episode, just um, let me know where you um, want me to take this thing. Let me know what you think about it so far, what I can improve on, what I can kind of dial back on, how the mic quality is, how pretty much anything you want to say to me, just just reach out to me and let me know. Um, like I said, this was just kind of a something that I was that I was really told to do by a buddy of mine. And this buddy of mine, um, once again, his name is Greg. He does have his own podcast. So if you find him on social media, he's at Red Game Santana. Just check him out as well. Um, And I should give you my personal Twitter handle, I guess, while I'm at it. And that's Damo Gary. Also the same for my Instagram. So check me out there. Um, I guess I may as well make an Instagram for the podcast page as well, just to get the drop on everything. So if you want to follow me there, that's, that's going to be great. Anything to get my engagement out there. But before I go, I just want to say that I hope you enjoyed this first episode of the Dom Trap. Um, I haven't really gotten a title for this episode yet, so it may just be the first one or the start or the beginning or um, pretty much whatever I type in, I guess you could say. And hopefully you have a great day. Um, I just want to give a quick speech about how to get things started. If you want to start something, I suggest you go ahead and just do it. If you want to start your music career, just do it. If you want to start a podcast like myself, just do it. Just get something out there. Test the waters at least because you don't know unless you try. And I hope that you all just have a wonderful time and you smash it. So if you like what you've heard, please let me know. Give me any kind of feedback that you can and i hope that you have a wonderful rest of your week and once again good morning good afternoon good evening this is the damo podcast goodbye
Dedication. 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 Dedication.